Welcome to Making Stacy and Ashley, a podcast where we explore topics big and small that make up this beautiful thing called life. I'm Stacy, chef, mom, and encourager of people. And I'm Ashley, a visual artist and lover of books that hopes to inspire people to add some creativity to their lives. Hi, everyone. Um, welcome back to Making Stacy and Ashley. We've been gone for a little while due to some unforeseen circumstances. Unfortunately, my beloved grandmother passed away and um, we didn't know this was going to happen. So when I found out she was sick, my husband and I flew to Virginia. That's where I'm originally from. And um, we thought she was going to get better and it was an up and down and there was a lot going on and she was 87. And so your body just tires out. What started out as a small cold, she didn't have COVID, but what started out as a small cold turned into the end of her life. So um, she was a fierce, loving woman and um, basically raised me. And so it's been difficult and maybe in the future we'll do an episode on grief. I think it's something that people don't talk enough about. So hopefully we'll be able to cover that as well. Um, but if you all believe in prayer or meditation or well wishes, I could use all of that as we go forward. But I know she'd want me to get back into the swing of things. And I love the podcast. So we're back. It's good to see you. I'm glad you're back. Thank you. Good to see you too. I missed our chats, so. Yeah, I was thinking about you the whole entire time because I know she was your favorite person. Yeah, the- she really, we were just so close. Yeah. Um, so. <sighs> okay, well, <laughs> we will we will get into some of that. I, I do think a, a grief episode would be great for us to do at some point because we've so- all faced it in some some way or another. Right. I agree. But today we're going to be talking about introversion, another mm. topic that is near and dear to Stacy and I's heart. What I is introversion? For me, it is all about uh, energy expenditure mm-hmm. wrapped in the whole navigation of social situations. And it can be overwhelming at times. Um, but it also is joyful to me to be, to, to move through the world in this way. What about you? I think introversion is the ability to be your best self, your most productive self when there are just a few people around you or that you're alone. It doesn't Mm -hmm. mean that you can't work well in a large organization or, or go to large parties or anything like that, but you get more of your energy from your solitude than you do from large crowds. So it's Mm -hmm. different than shyness. I think that some people think they're the same. Mm -hmm. It's not about being afraid to be in groups. It's about whether or not groups cause you to expend more energy or give you more energy. Correct, correct. And so what would be the difference between that and extroversion? An extrovert would gain energy from the interactions with groups and people. Mm Mm-hmm it fills their cup to be engaged with others. 
And right. oftentimes being alone is draining for them. Mm. So, it, and that doesn't mean they don't need solitude at some times, but usually they need a break from their solitude. And so they need to go out and be in the world to get that energy up, to do the things that they like to do and to be the most productive people they can be. Mm -hmm. I agree. I agree. And so you talked about shyness. What are some of the common uh, misconceptions about being an introvert? One of the biggest misconceptions is that introverts are shy or rude because they tend to watch instead of speak up in groups or conversations, Right. or they may turn down an invitation to do something because they're in their recharging period. Um, personally, I'm often worried that I'm being perceived as rude when I am in my recharging period, people will invite me out and I will say no and not really have a reason other than I want to be alone. Mm -hmm. And if you don't understand introversion, sometimes that's not a good enough reason to people. Mm -hmm. And so mm -hmm. they feel like you are brushing them off. Right. Absolutely. I agree. And also, would you say that there is a little bit of um, social anxiety attached with being an introvert? I know for me, it is a, a lot of times. I think that you can be both of those things, mm -hmm. but I don't think one necessitates the other. Right. So there are introverts who don't have social anxiety. Mm -hmm. They like to be alone, but they know exactly how to turn it on when they're with people. They enjoy being with people, but they need breaks from people. And then there are introverts that have a hard time socializing with people because they have some anxiety about being in groups. Mm -hmm. I would put myself in that category as well. I get anxious around large groups of people, um, sometimes even small ones. Social anxiety can pop up in a bunch of different ways. Mm -hmm. I think it's important to remember that they are two different issues that are sometimes connected, but not interconnected. One doesn't have to come with the other. Right. I agree. I agree. Because I know you mentioned big and small. Small groups for me could be like, let's say you invited me to lunch and you didn't tell me that your best friend was coming. Right. So when you when you invite me, the an introvert, to lunch, I'm preparing myself in terms of how much energy you have to expend. I already know you, so I know how the conversation is going to flow. I know what energy is going to have to be expended. And then you add this <laughs> surprise person into the mix, and it's like, uh oh, I don't know them. And then I tend to clam up. It's like, oh gosh. It's not necessarily that we're that I'm afraid of people. It's just, oh my goodness, is this going to drain me? Right. You know, how much is this person going to take from me? And how much am I going to have to give before I'm tapped out? Exactly. Mm -hmm. um, for me, I, even though I have some social anxiety, I love like a dinner party. I love mm -hmm. house parties. I don't know if it's because I like the control of the space as part of my anxiety. So I'll have a lot of people over, but it's in my space. Right. So it's my safety zone. Mm -hmm. um, but even then, I need that rest period. So even though I'll go to gatherings, I'll go to museum openings or galleries or whatever. Um, after that, sometimes I need one or two days of 
quiet and people don't really get that. It especially comes up during vacations. When I go on vacation, I only want to do one or two things a day. Right. And then the rest of the day, I might meander. But there are other people who love to fill the itinerary every day, hitting all these places. And I have to excuse myself from those kinds of folks. Doesn't mean I can't go on vacation with them, but they need to be comfortable with the fact that I won't go to everything. Right. Being alone is not, it's not a, you know... (laughs) It's not a prison sentence. Right. Um, I enjoy it. I completely enjoy it. Okay. When did you know that you were an introvert? At first, I didn't think that I was introverted because I wrongly thought that introversion and shyness were the same thing. I'm not what I consider a shy person. Like I said, I love gathering with friends. But I noticed the pattern of needing the break after gathering. And so I finally found out that the definition of introversion was that you need these rest breaks, that you get a lot of energy from alone time. And as a creative person, I do a lot of daydreaming and thinking on my own. And I do get a lot of energy around it. Like I'll get an idea and I'll be so excited and pacing around my apartment. And it's that alone time that I had to get those ideas that charges me up Mm -hmm. and it gives me the fuel to go out into the world. And so that's kind of when I realized whenever I found out that definition, I don't know if I was like reading a book or looking at it online, but when I realized, oh, it's about energy. Mm -hmm. I was like, oh, wait a second. I'm actually an introvert, not an extrovert. Right. Struggling to survive in the social connectedness of the world. So that was, that's good to know. Cause I think I was a teenager and one of my friends said to me, I don't know what I said to him, but he said something like you, he said, everything you say is so sound, so scripted. And I cried and I thought, why would you say, why would you be so heartful? And then it's like, when I got older and I read a book, I think the woman's name is Susan Kane. I think, and I don't remember the name of the book. I think she, I think it's called Quiet, Power of Introverts or something like that. And I read it and I thought, oh, okay. So what he meant was because I have so much alone time and I'm thinking, I believe that introverts are very thinking people that they're just, my words are just strung together pretty well. My thoughts are pretty well connected. So it just sounded scripted to him, but I was also considered shy. Mm-hmm. Um, to a fault, people actually thought I was shy and timid and something was wrong with me. Um, and I didn't, I didn't know any different. So I just, but all I could do was be me. Like I had to, so I just, you know, for me, it's like, I can sit in a room filled with people talking and chatting and eating it and be completely at peace, mm-hmm. listening to them talk, reading a book, whatever, playing with the dog in, in the house. I'm okay with that. Has introversion um, helped or hindered your life? And in what ways? It has helped my life because again, um, I get lots of time to think. And so I feel like creatively, I feel like an idea machine or an idea, not like an idea machine, because I get to sit and observe people. I get to um, see their meaning and their body in their body language and then behind the word, like behind the eyes, I can see um, 
things that people don't know that they necessarily are saying. I don't know. I just feel like it's, I feel like it's a superpower to me. Hindering, yes, because people tend to dismiss you if you're not on, if you're not this bubbly, vivacious, always on person. Like I'm quiet and reserved. I don't have to participate in every, you know, conversation. I don't always have to have the last words. So yes, in that respect, what about you? Um, It's definitely a superpower, like you said, as far as observation and I think the generating of ideas, being able to listen to other people, um, not having to have the last word, which I think is something that a lot of people lack. Mm. They really want to say the final say, and um, it's not always appropriate. Sometimes it's time for you to sit back and listen. Right. And listen to hear, (laughs) not listen to respond. Exactly. Um, but I do think the world is set up for extroversion. Mm-hmm. Um, you get a promotion if you're the vivacious person at work that is doing the presentation and being the spokesperson, even if the introvert is the one sitting back and maybe coming up with the ideas. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, and so extroversion is sometimes very much rewarded. And so I can sometimes feel like my introversion holds me back a little bit in that respect. I want to say that there are difficulties with being extroverted as well. Um, The inability to be alone for a very long time or the discomfort with it. When you need to be alone to do your work, like you need to be alone to study a lot of the time. You need to be alone to write if you're a writer. But if you're extroverted, it can be hard to maintain the energy necessary to do those things by yourself. So they have hard times too. Mm-hmm. So we don't want to say one is better than the other or more insightful than the other or anything like that. But it does seem to me that on balance, that extroversion gets a little more reward in our society I don't know how you feel about it that's how I perceive it and listeners if you feel differently please let us know and give us some examples and I'm always open to learning about that but it does seem to me that an introvert has a little bit of a harder time moving up in the world it depends because I often think about let's just say entertainers I wonder how many of them are introverted we perceive them to be extroverted because when you're an introvert, you 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 um you reserve you save up all your energy, you build it all up, you build it all up, and then when it's time to let's say perform, you put it all out there. We just put right. it all. We we leave nothing on the table. It's all there, and when we're done, we're spent. Back. I wonder, and it's usually nine times out of ten, fabulous, excellent, phenomenal, whatever we've done. I often wonder like how many of them are actually introverted and people love it. They eat it up. And if they're extroverted people, they want more, but you don't right. have any more. Yeah, that's a good point. Perhaps really introverts are moving up in the world and we just think they're extroverts. Exactly. Um, and it also shows how much we need each other. Uh, mm-hmm. The introvert that performs is giving you all of this magic. And there's a lot of extroverts in the audience together in that crowd giving that energy back to the performer and so we absolutely need each other and it's like a circle of energy that we should respect it's like a yin and yang of the world 
Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh, that's a great way to, to describe it. That's a great way to describe it. Can we talk about um, being Black and introverted? Okay. <laughs> um, I think being Black women, we're often judged unfairly by the way we socialize due to stereotypes. If you're extroverted and an excitable person who loves crowds, um, you might be seen as loud and domineering. Like they'll just put that on you. And if you're introverted, you might be seen as standoffish, rude, judgmental, or maybe someone that can be walked on because you're keeping quiet. So it's a damned if you do, damned if you don't kind of situation. And so I think, especially now, we need to just be our authentic selves as much as possible, whether that's extroverted or introverted. Um, there is something about just being yourself that can give you power and trying to be as authentic as possible is the best way to exert that power. And we need to change systems, especially in the workplace that hoist these stereotypes onto us when we're just being ourselves, Mm -hmm. whether that's extroverted or introverted. I agree. What's been your experience with? My experience has been, um, I'm usually the quiet person in the room. So typically I'm dismissed um, until I say something that they perceive to be profound. And they're like, oh, wow. Um, They typically think that I'm standoffish, that I'm bougie because I'm quiet, but they don't realize that my version of introvert life is that I I connect with one person at a time. And so if I take the time to connect with you, like you're my person, I want to know everything about you. I give you all of my energy and I take the energy that you give to me. But some people, when they when you dismiss people, you're robbing yourself of really, really, really great relationships. So my hope is that from this conversation, any and everyone, no matter which side of this it's not a debate, but no matter which side of this discussion you land on, whether you're introverted or extroverted, it's just to give people an opportunity to be who they are. And in terms of authenticity, I mean, it's not something that you can fake. It's not something that you have to try hard to do. You wake up in your body and your life and your experience every day, just as you are. And I, it would seem to me that it would be more, more work to try to be something or someone that you're not. And people will either accept you or not. And it's not your job to convince them that you're awesome. You just are because you're here. Yeah, Black people, all people, we are not a monolith. Um, You are an individual. You belong with whatever group you identify with, whether you're introverted or extroverted. I have really good friends who are extroverted and we balance each other out. 
And so they understand because they care about me that I need periods of rest. Mm-hmm. They're not forcing me out. Um, but they also challenge me to go out and do things that I wouldn't normally do. And I have experiences I wouldn't normally have. And I force them to sometimes sit down <laughs> right, and just hang with me and quietly chill. And they get rest that they didn't know they needed. So the interconnectedness of us can be celebrated through these differences. They don't have to separate us, but they can help us actually come together. That's right. Lean in to the people in your life. Learn them, step outside of yourself and learn what makes them special and unique. And I think that everyone should, you know, embrace the introverts in your life. I'm very grateful for the people in my life who are extroverted, who just let me be. You know, they they don't they don't um, exclude me from their activities. If they're going somewhere and they're having a party, they'll invite me, even though they know I'm going to say no. They will invite me to lunches or dinners. Um, hoping that I'll not cancel. Right. (laughs) (laughs) They're kind enough to give me all the information that I need up front. And also, um, when I go, they are okay with the fact that the conversation may start great, like we're having banter here, and then I drop off because I've already said everything I have to say. And they're kind enough to just keep it going or to just be quiet for a few minutes. Just let the the, um, what do they call those? People would call them uncomfortable pauses, but just let the pause, you know, stay there. Just let the quiet, you know, swirl around, embrace you. It's good. We're together. You know? I'm a great believer in the idea of an invite being a type of love language. Right. And if you care about someone, giving them an invite is an expression of your love and you don't need, you should not need anything in return. And so if you know someone that you love as an introvert, think about inviting them places as an expression of love for them that I believe that they'll receive happily, um, even if they don't come. Right. They know that they're thought about and they know that this person cares about them and they know that the invitation is coming without the pressure of having to show up. And you never know, sometimes they will, you know, they want to show. And in fact, you should take that as a major reciprocation if they're going to put themselves in what's an energy suck for them to, to be at your event. And so looking at those things as ways of trading love or expressing love, um, can kind of change the perspective on people coming and going and inviting and going out and all of that social stuff that we do as people. Right. Consider us like the quiet lives of the party. We're the quiet life of the party. Yeah. You want to remember what happened at the party, right? Invite your introvert friend to observe and Mm. report later at brunch with Mm -hmm. just the two of you. Exactly. Who said what, who liked what hors d'oeuvres, who's (laughs) right. And also all that, yeah. And all of that, I mean, for me, it's just like I I get and understand people just by observing them. I listen to what the stories that they tell, and I have to wonder, huh, what's the story behind that? So yeah, you can get, as people say, all the tea from the introvert yeah. in the room. They're going to tell you everything, <laughs> <laughs> even the words that were not spoken. 
the conversations we have, um, I think they get so deep and nuanced and they're interesting because we're introverts and we've observed a lot and we are listening to each other deeply. And so we have this back and forth of the things that we've observed. And I think also we're open, creative and open. So we're not putting our stuff out there as gospel truth or talking over one another or trying to put out any particular viewpoint as the only viewpoint. Right. And we need more discussions like that out in the world. I agree. I absolutely agree. How do you deal with awkward social situations? Can I say that's a work in progress? Yes, of course. It absolutely, because it depends on what the situation is. Mm -hmm. Uh, Some days I feel, it depends on what it is. If it's an opportunity, especially professional, I have to force myself to just jump in and be okay. You know, it's not like they're going to kill me. Um, So it really, really depends on who it is, what it is, and what, what am I going to offer? That's the, that's the big thing. It's like, what am I going to bring to it? Um, but I find myself, I don't know, it takes me a while to warm up to new people too. So that's, again, a work in progress. Just like, you know, I'm in my 50s now. It's like, you don't have all that time in the world to say, maybe next time I'll talk to them. Sometimes right. you got to do it. You know, you just have to do it. And um, so I have to learn things like how to chit chat. Even at my age, I still have to learn how to chit chat because I don't really want to talk to you about the weather. I don't. Like we can see it. You're looking at it. I'm looking at it. There's nothing else. Now, if you want to go deep, I can go deep with you because that's the next step. Anyways, it's like we talk about the weather. You know, we can talk about current events if they're relevant to me. But I want to know about you. So in a social situation to to um, minimize my feeling of awkwardness, because I do get it. And it's sometimes it's really um, paralyzing. It can be. It depends on who it is. So, yeah, sometimes you just have to just push yourself through it. And other times I, I honor it. It's like, okay, you know, they'll have to understand. I can't talk right now. My legs are, I can't feel my legs right now. My tongue's not moving. <laughs> my lips don't want to move. I feel like I could, I feel like I could just land into the background. I think that you are better at this than I am. This is my perception. Um, I'm very bad at small talk. I actually have an issue sometimes looking at people in the eye. Mm. when people are very close to my face talking to me I can sometimes look down or zone out and be so concerned about the fact that they're so close to me that I can't really um engage with them and it happens more often than you would think and Mm. so I often have to give myself some literal physical space and wait for somebody to start a conversation before I can jump in and ride that wave. Um, And it's something that I'm working on. I don't really know where that comes from, but I am purposely trying to hold people's eyes and their attention when I speak with them now. And, you know, my, my grandmother, was somebody who did not care what anybody thought that kind of personality I would say she was an introvert because I think she enjoyed 
being alone with her books and her music. She liked to play piano to herself and all that. Um, but she had a philosophy of, or this idea, she had her people, she had her girlfriends, she had her church community, she had her family, and anybody else was bonus. In which case, if they didn't like what she was doing, she did not care because she already has her people. Right. And I am trying to use a little bit of that more in my everyday when I meet new people. It's like, if I meet a new person and we don't vibe, I don't need to go home and be upset by that or feel embarrassed because I have Stacy. I have my mom. I have people who I've already established like are going to be there that I can connect with. And so it's okay that this new person and I didn't. Um, and so that's my strategy going forwards. But it's a work in progress, like you said. It's something that I don't have fully figured out. Right. And it's, you know, it's a good journey to be on. And I mean, given the amount of time well, that it takes for me, at least to bring a new person in, it's just like, and once you're in, then you're comfortable. So like your grandma said, if you're on the outside, we don't vibe. Nice meeting you. And not everybody's meant to be. I mean, we're, I don't think we're all meant to have a thousand close friends. Right. Right. So it's okay. It's and we okay. talked about this before, the levels of friendship. You know, it's right. okay to have that friend you just go to the flea market with and you don't have yeah. deep dive conversations with. That's fine. Yeah. Absolutely. When do you think solitude leads to loneliness and depression what is the line between just being an introvert and needing time alone to I'm alone all the time and I've got a problem you know being an introvert let's just talk about COVID for a minute when the pandemic hit I think for me at least I rejoiced it's like oh my god I don't have the people (laughs) but the lines can get blurred because you get really comfortable with not being around people and when you're on, you're doing something virtual, you're not expending the same energy as if you were in the room with that person because you can feel their energy. But here, you know, the, the mic and the camera kind of buffer that. Mm-hmm. So lots of people, you know, were saying, oh, they were introverted and they were saying, oh, I just love this form of socialization because you don't have to do as much. Um, but the lines can get blurred because you get really, really comfortable. And before you know it, it's like, okay, well, I've been alone for, I haven't talked to someone in a week. And then I don't know, depending upon your mental state, what if you think people are avoiding me? That mm-hmm. makes me feel lonely. I don't have anyone. Well, because I haven't reached out to anyone, but I'm not thinking about that. I'm only thinking about no one's around. Right. Well, that brings, that opens the door to loneliness. And that loneliness can open the door to being depressed because now you're the feelings of all of this loneliness is depressing you. What do you think? Yeah, I realized in the past year how important community is. And I do believe community needs to be together physically once in a while. Right. And the pandemic, I had somewhat of a similar reaction where I was like, okay, well, I like being at home. So this isn't going to be too hard. This was before I knew how long it was going to be. Right. 
And I started to realize how much I love people watching, which is different than socializing. And I wasn't able to do that. I like going to a coffee shop and being amongst people without talking to people, Mm -hmm. bookstores, things like that. So I'm an introvert that does like to be out. And when I realized that that out wasn't there, it became a little dark for me. And um, so it was definitely hard times. And I also tend to go into myself and cocoon when I'm going through something sad, like right now I'm dealing with grief. And so I have to purposefully schedule time out in the world or else I will get under the covers and never leave. Um, And I think that's when your introversion goes into extreme mode because you're in this healing place or you're feeling unsafe or you're, when you're feeling sad, some of those things ratchet up to a level that's too high Hmm. and it can be destructive for you. So I think that if you are starting to feel bad about being inside or alone, or you are missing out on things you normally wouldn't, even as an introvert, then maybe you are dealing with something more serious than just a personality work. Mm, I agree. Um, Yeah. So it's something to watch out for. No matter how much you like being alone, you still need community. So if you're not talking to anybody, you're not taking care of yourself physically, you know, not doing your hygiene things, not going for walks, all that stuff, then you've crossed the line from just somebody who likes to be alone to get some energy. I agree. I agree. What are three things you wish that extroverts knew? I wish extroverts knew that being quiet and being rude are two different things. And to not assume you know why somebody's being reserved and not to be insulted by people being quiet. Oftentimes with anything, it's about them, not you. So don't take such offense if somebody doesn't speak up to you or maybe turns their head because they're working on something and they need that space. Uh, That's number one. Number two is um, that extroverts do... um, need some downtime and so you don't need to help them be more extroverted neither personality type is superior to the other just respect your friend's needs so um just because somebody's an extrovert just because you're an extrovert we're talking to extroverts doesn't mean that you need to be loud all the time if you're like i'm an extrovert but i do like a little downtime that's fine Mm. that's okay um number three is that you don't need to change because a friend of yours is introverted. So if you're an extrovert, it doesn't mean that you need to be introverted because your friend is. These personality types complement each other and you can learn the strengths and weaknesses of your friends so that you can build each other up. So really just learn your friends well. You don't have to change for them and they shouldn't have to change for you. You should be able to love one another and um, be in community with one another without changing each other to suit one another's needs. That's true. I agree. I agree. 
Do you have three things that you wish extroverts knew? I would like you to know, number one, I'm quiet and reserved, not shy. Please don't dismiss me. Embrace me if you can, or you choose to. Um, invite me to the party. <laughs> um, and don't be offended if I don't show up. Or if I come in and I sit in the room and I, it feels or appears to you that I'm like a wet blanket, I'm not. I'm just, uh, what's the word? <laughs> Absorbing all the energy and trying to find the balance in the room. Uh, I want you to know that introverts actually love extroverts and we have to have one close to us, or at least I do, because of, as, as Ashley talked about, it's the balance. It's the balance of energy. Um, you'll have your deepest, most profound conversations with someone who spends most of their time thinking about stuff. So if you have, if you're looking for answers to life's most uh, interesting questions, talk to an introvert. Chances are they've spent lots of time thinking about the very thing that you want to know about. Um, let's see, what are three things that you would like introverts to know? Introverts, you don't need to justify your unwinding time to other people. Just get the rest that you need and get back out there when you feel up to it. That's right. Um, don't use introversion as an excuse not to engage when it's important to you or your work. Telling your boss you will not be able to attend meetings because of introversion. <laughs> <laughs> Let me know if that works, by the way. <laughs> it's probably not going to work. If it, if it has, let us know. Um, <laughs> instead, make a plan ahead of time to conserve your energy before or plan breaks after. This is actually really key. I want to pause on this one because this is something I've learned over the years. If you know a big meeting is coming and you can't get out of it, don't try to do a bunch of energy um, spending before that meeting. It seems like not rocket scientists science, but like we do this sometimes. And it's like, I know that meetings take energy from me. So I need to, the few hours before the meeting, I need to do low energy work or maybe even rest if I can. Mm -hmm. um, maybe it's something just like deleting emails at work instead of doing the hard stuff. Cause if you're doing hard stuff and you jump into an, a meeting, you're just going to zap yourself. That's true. Um, and then schedule lunch after your meeting or a walk. Don't go right back to your desk because of that energy pull that you just had. You need to go recharge. So sometimes after a meeting, I go take a little walk. And it's those little changes in your day that can help you keep your energy level up instead of trying to convince people that you can't do any of it because you need to be alone all the time. Mm. What works for me is before any big anything, meeting, event, whatever, I like to visualize. I spend a lot of time visualizing what I think that this event is, how it's going to play out. Um, and that helps to ease the anxiety I may have. And then it helps me to just be relaxed when I walk into the situation because I've already played it out. I've already role played. Even if I was the only person that I could, you know, have dialogue for, I can imagine what it would be like, specifically like if I'm doing a catering event, I can imagine how the people are would be. And, and that way you go into it relaxed rather than, you know, running around like a crazy person trying to expend all this energy, as she said, and then you show up and you're just like, not productive you're not even there right 
Yeah, I agree. Absolutely. And my third one is that, in my opinion, personality traits are not set in stone. Mm. There are times when you're going to feel energetic and extroverted, even if you're an introvert. Embrace it. And the same goes for extroverts who find that there are periods in their life where they just want to be alone. So this isn't, you know, I'm always an introvert all the time. I, I don't really believe in that. There's going to be days, months, or maybe even years where you're just like, you know what? I want to be around people. I want to be the life of the party. And you're going to be talkative and you're going to get a lot of energy from it. Um, I think that does happen. Of course it does. Of so it does. Um, embrace it. Don't think what is wrong with me right now. All um, right. Just go with it. I agree. I agree. And. I mean, it is introversion is, a, is a, like you said, it's a personality trait. So, I mean, of course, we're not all, I'm not always quiet and reserved. And there are times <laughs> when I'm very excited to see the people who are in my life. There are times when I'm actually excited to go to a party or an event. But then there are times when I don't want to see people. It's not that I necessarily don't like them. People are so engrossed in their own selves that they don't think about the person on the other side. Right. And, you know, even if this excitement that they're sharing with you, it's like they don't know that sometimes mm -hmm. it feels like when you haven't recharged, it feels like they're dumping on you. Yes. Yes. You're mm -hmm. not your emotional immune system is compromised when you haven't had energy. And so it's kind of like catching a cold, like when someone's dumping on you and you haven't had the vitamins you need from rest, you're just like depleted. Right. Well, <laughs> <laughs> and then it comes out, it comes back across to them as like, I'm agitated or irritated or annoyed. Mm -hmm. I'm really not. It's just it, right now, all of this is too much. Right. Sorry. And I'm not sorry. So <laughs> <laughs> what are the three things you'd like introverts to know? You are special. You are loved. You are important. Don't change. Be you. Relax. Don't be afraid to say no to anything. For any reason at any time. If you don't feel like being around people, you don't have to. And they'll have to understand or not. Yeah. It's your choice. Yeah. And if you need to connect with other introverts, Ashley and I are always here for you. Yes. Yeah. yeah. You can um, send us a note at making podcasts at gmail.com or you can leave us a message on our social media, which is making essay podcast. Um, at Instagram and Facebook and we'll be around. So definitely send us a note. Let us know how you're doing. Uh, don't be shy. <laughs> um, let us know if you want to be anonymous when you send us messages um, in case it's something that you want us to discuss but really don't want to be attached to it. And we can't wait to hear from you. Thank you all so much for being understanding during this break. Um, sometimes we need breaks, sometimes life happens, and that's all about making your life. Uh, there will be curveballs and waves and storms, but they'll all pass. And right now, this, this thing is starting to pass and we're here and back in the game. Good to see you. Nice seeing you. Bye. Bye. <laughs>